0: Well, most of today was a great and blustery day to stay in bed, and I hope you did just that. But now it is time to get some tips that will shake up your performance in the bedroom in case you were up to nothing. So welcome to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making relationships the best they can be. You know, if you stay in bed all day, regardless of whether you're doing nothing or you're doing lots, Both can lead to fatigue. Number one reason for low sexual desire in people. So it's good to uh, take some time in the bedroom, especially if you're in a relationship or not. Spend some time with yourself. Or, uh, and it's also great to get out there and exercise. Good evening. I'm Maureen McGrath. I am hosting this little sex show on Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk, Vancouver Sex Talk. I am a sexual health registered nurse, and I'm going to be talking about nursing tonight. A lot has been said about nurses in the media lately. And, uh, you know, I've, I've certainly uh, fielded my share of insults, uh, in particular around the work that I do. Um, for the most part, I have had lots of positive responses, so thank you all so much for that. But but certainly people uh, can get a bit nervous about talking about sex, or oftentimes I will send even some of my co-hosts here. Uh, at the station, some information that is I'm quite serious about, and they'll be afraid to open it up. In fact, one of the co-hosts told me that the red sign came on um, with one of the articles that uh, I had forwarded to him. But it's uh, you know it's quite serious. I am a, a bona fide healthcare professional. I, I, I'm a Gemini, so I take this seriously. But I'm also a little silly. I admit to being a little bit silly. So there's always you know I swing both ways. Not not really. Not exactly. I don't. So don't go spreading that. But you know what I. I mean, I'm always saying to people uh, that I am actually a serious healthcare care professional. Uh, and, you know, that's my own doing. But sometimes people don't take nurses very seriously. And apparently The View didn't take them very seriously, uh, especially when a Miss America contest wore her contestant, sorry, wore her uh, scrubs and stethoscopes. So I'm going to be talking a little bit later about that. Lots of ground to, to cover tonight, especially with my threesome. Well, we're going to start with my threesome. It's the third year that I've been doing this show, the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, and I'm very grateful to have this opportunity to come to the airwaves every Sunday night. It is always my pleasure, and hopefully yours as well. Uh, but to celebrate that, we're I'm hosting a threesome here in the Lower Mainland, one in, uh, let's see, one in Coquitlam. Where is that? No, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Coquitlam at the Evergreen Theater. And... Um, one in West Vancouver, Kameek Center. The theater over there and also the Scotia Theater. So November 17, 18, and 19. So if you ladies are experiencing night sweats, hot flashes, mood swings, and you're not just a biatch, um, but if this is new to you and you're late 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever age, it could be perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, I'm inviting you to participate in my threesome called Hot Flash in the City. It's being held in those three cities that I mentioned, West Van, Coquitlam, and uh, right here in Vancouver, it's a ladies' night out. It'll be shopping, signature drink, Appy's. In fact, give me a call if you have a great name or a great suggestion for a signature drink for the ladies, and I'll give you two tickets to the one, any one of the events you want to come to. There's going to be Appy's. There's a health presentation uh, all about hormones. There'll be a um, women's health perf- physician and menopause specialist. Dr. Anjali Malhotra will be there as well. There'll be a Q&A period. You can rest assured it will be an absolute blast. Plus you will learn something as well. So that's one giveaway. If you have an idea, give me a call 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. If you have a great name for a signature drink, I'll give you two tickets. I also have two tickets to give away to the West Coast Women's Show, which is on uh, October 16th, 17th, and 18th. It's out in Abbotsford. Uh, It's a phenomenal show. It's the 15th annual, and that's uh, Ladies' Weekend. So give me a call. I have a couple of tickets for that event as well. And um, also, I don't know if you listened last week, but I I was uh, totally excited to have the French penis underwear model in here. He actually arrived with a skateboard, and and, uh, I really hadn't done any researcher looked into the penis extension model uh, or, or device that uh, that they were selling. And he turns up with a skateboard kind of in front of him. And I said, is that the extender? Anyway, it wasn't, thank goodness. But because uh, sexual pain is a big problem for a lot of women. But uh, how do you measure up, guys? I also have some more penis underwear to give away. Last week, when I gave away the underwear, I had to call the guys after the program. And I had to say, um, you have to go because the French underwear model, who assured me he didn't need this extender, girth, enlarger, inner confidence, he told me that the guys had to measure themselves and then let me know what the size was, and then I would go to the company and get, put the sizes in, and I realized I'm calling all these guys and asking them their penis sizes, and they're sending me their... <laughs> Anyway, I'm taking care of that problem. I definitely deserve danger pay in this job, so you actually don't have to send me your penis size, I will not be reporting on my latest research study, where 75% of the men in North Vancouver have a penis size of under 3.5 inches. No, I will not be doing that. So fear not. Um, I would have kept it confidential anyway. Uh, don't worry. This is going to give you more confidence. So I have an, a pair to get, or it's not even a pair. It's a thing. Uh, I have one. <laughs> I have one penis. Uh Let's see, penis underwear. It's called Stealth for Men. It's uh, it's uh, for you though, and it will actually increase your penile length and girth, and it's going to increase your inner confidence. So it allows you to enjoy the sensation and appearance of your inner manhood, and that's quite a serious thing. But as that French underwear model left, he left me with what basically it's probably a ten pound corkscrew appearing type of thing. I I can't think of another. Not really a corkscrew that opens wine, but like a corkscrew appearing like this. I don't know. But anyway, I haven't got a clue what you do with that, but I definitely know it's for Paul Bunyan and nobody else. But that's their next product. I don't have one to give away. I have to figure out what that is first. But give me a call 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You got to talk to me. I like talking to you because I learn from you. I want to know what is appealing about all of these things that I Give away on the program. Also, hand angels. And no, it is not a self-servicing, vibrating device for you guys that you can hold a remote in one hand and a beer in the other and have the hand angel do the work. No, no, no. This is uh, a service in by some wonderful people in Taiwan. So that drew my attention. And so to that end, I invited Trish St. John of Sensual Solutions. She joins me in the studio to talk about the power of touch. I also want to talk to you a little bit about my chat yesterday with a husband, well, a former husband. he's now divorced anyway <laughs> uh, and but he's still a dad, always a dad, um, after his marriage breakup, after a talk that I gave yesterday at my Bella baby shower. And um, so I want to talk to you about my advice that I gave to him, keeping in mind 50% of first marriages end in divorce and 70% end in uh, of second marriages end in divorce. And when I said to him, uh, we were chatting back and forth. He wanted to tell me that a lot of the things that I said in the talk, which was called keeping the flame alive after the kids arrive all night long. That was actually the beginning of the name of the talk, all night long. Anyway, <laughs> um, so he said um, he was telling me that some of the things resonated with him, some of the things I mentioned about finances and about lack of sex and lack of initiation and boring sex and those kinds of things. And and then I said to him, you are going to meet somebody. You will meet somebody again. And I could see that that injected just a little hope in him. And he was like, that was probably the best thing that I said to him. Because he, he'd, he'd actually, you could see he was sort of a bit down on himself and didn't know what the next... Um, what the road held for him but for sure he will meet somebody but my advice involved what to do uh, about his uh, first marriage and you never want to blame the other person but anyway I'll talk about that a little bit later but up first Sandy Summers is going to join me she's a registered nurse much like myself she's the founder and executive director of the truth about nursing she is the co-author of saving lives why the media's portrayal of nursing puts us all at risk so we're going to go to break and i'm going to get back to you just as soon as i can i am maureen mcgrath you are listening to the cknw sunday night sex show i'm maureen mcgrath you're listening to the cknw sunday night sex show i'm a registered nurse and some people say i really didn't want to be a nurse i wanted to be a doctor uh, there's lots of things that are said about nurses. Nurses are misrepresented in the in the media. We're sex kittens, well, um, as and other things. <laughs> anyway, and some of the things are definitely not true. And and there are some tremendous nurses who do phenomenal work. It's not easy for me to get one of them on this show. Um, quite honestly, but uh, but I do try. And uh, so I'm so grateful to have Sandy Summers. Uh, She is the founder and executive director of The Truth About Nursing and the co-author of Saving Lives, Why the Media's Portrayal of Nursing Puts Us All at Risk. Hello, Sandy. Hi,
1: Maureen. Thanks very much for having me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for joining me. So we had a little bit of an uproar recently in the media with Joy Behar on The View, talking about the Miss America um, contestant. Right. Nurses woke up. Did they really now? (laughs)
1: Hoping they'll
0: stay awake. <laughs> exactly, that's the problem. You get uh, some bit of attention, and then you know people don't bother. I was thinking about this today, and and for those of you who don't know this, but Miss America, who is a registered, the Miss America contestant, who is a registered nurse, uh, had a scrub set on and a stethoscope as her um, as her outfit um, in the pageant. And Joy referred to it as a costume, and actually made uh, a comment that the stethoscope. Um, was uh, relevant only for physicians or doctors,
1: right? What What is she doing with a doctor's stethoscope around her neck?
0: Exactly. Do doctors actually even use stethoscopes? Is my question. <laughs> <laughs> they come in and they're like, "How the, How do the lungs sound? And uh, what's her blood pressure? And uh, yes, could you have, Could you actually auscultate here and there? Um, and so you know, nurses probably use stethoscopes more often uh, than. Physicians do. I, I was also thinking back. There's so much about uh, the relationship between nurses and doctors. And uh, several years ago, I was working uh, in an adult intensive care unit. And one of the doctors said to me, and he was just miserable, and he just treated everybody so terribly. And, and he said to me, we were in a coat or something, and he said, um, I take an, a size eight and a half. And I said, that's great. There's a, a wall of gloves behind you. <laughs> like, <laughs> And everybody was stunned. And I thought, like, who said I was your handmaiden? Where did that uh, actually come in? And, you know, a lot of people would think that we would have an acrimonious relationship after a comment like that. But we went on to actually have uh, a great professional relationship and a very respectful professional relationship because he knew that he couldn't, um, you know, that, that that was not I was I taught him how to treat me basically and that and that was not part of my role. I was not waiting on him by any stretch of the imagination. And I uh, you know, there's sometimes you know, there's so many different um aspects about the physician being a physician and being a nurse are two entirely different professions.
1: Right. I mean that's absolutely right. And there's this understanding, this misunderstanding that nurses are handmaidens to physicians, in large part because of what the media shows us every day, the Grey's Anatomy, House, ER, uh, all these different shows. There's so many on it, we can't even count anymore. But they routinely show nurses as uh, fetching equipment for physicians, fetching other physicians for physicians, or uh, pushing gurneys down the hall, just doing uh, the, uns- it's the unskilled stereotype Um, and the stereotype that nurses must necessarily follow commands from physicians, as if we are their servants. We do not serve physicians. We serve the patient. And if physicians make a mistake in terms of prescribing or diagnosing, it's our job to call them on it, to go to them and negotiate for a better plan of care that we believe is more advantageous for the patient. And people don't know this in large part because the media refuses to portray it accurately, but they refuse to portray it accurately because in their minds they believe that they will bring in the best and the brightest advisors because they are Hollywood or T V and they deserve the best. But they don't know that physicians know very little about nursing. They you know, that is not their field. Nursing is a separate field. Nurses know a huge amount of information that physicians do not know. Nurses are in charge of hiring, firing, supervising nurses, nurses educate nurses. We have our own uh, code of ethics, our own licensing exam that has nothing to do with physicians. So uh, we need the media to start reflecting what uh, nurses actually do to save lives.
0: You make a great point. I, I went back and got some uh, additional certification. I work with a lot of physicians, and I got some additional certification maybe maybe in 2006 or seven, I think it was. And one of the doctors, one of my colleagues that I work with quite closely, he said to me, please send me all your papers because I actually want to learn this as well. I want to learn from you. And, you know, Healthcare today is about education. I mean, it's about pr- health promotion and prevention and education, and the more knowledge you have, the more power you have, basically.
1: Absolutely. And people just don't know this. Um, there's this report from Nicole Arbor, who I guess was a guest host on The View this past week, and she told The Guardian that uh, Michelle Collins, the host, one of the hosts of The View, said that uh, nursing is not a real profession, that nurses just want to be doctors. So that is just not true. I mean, I know thousands of nurses, and I don't really know a single one of them who wants to be a physician. It's a different model of uh, providing care that that nurses deliver. It's more of a longitudinal um, approach. We take care of Patients, we watch them minute to minute to make sure they're not deteriorating. If they are deteriorating, we adjust their fluids, their oxygen. We make sure their lungs are open. Whether it's sitting them up in bed or walking them down the hallway, these look like mundane tasks, but in fact, that you know, we're driving oxygen into their lungs, into their tissues to make sure that they stay alive and healthy. So we did, we monitor minute to minute for. Symptoms that indicate the patient is deteriorating, and we intervene in ways large and small to make sure we turn the patient around to bring them back toward good health and We use our stethoscopes to do a lot of this, uh, listening to the chest for you know, sounds of lungs that may have collapsed or maybe they're full of fluid because of congestive heart failure, or maybe they're having pulseless electrical activity which would show a waveform on the monitor, but the heart is just not beating. Um, Or, you know, so there's so many different things we listen to in the chest that people don't know that apparently, as we saw with Joy Bahar saying she had no idea why a nurse would be having this stethoscope around her neck. It's because we use them all the time to uh, listen to patients to detect what might be going on with them to make sure that we're not going to lose them.
0: Well, exactly. You know, it did make me, I don't actually use a stethoscope in my field very much, in in my chosen field very much at the moment. I'm, um, because I basically, I'm in sexual health, and, and so it doesn't necessarily require. Occasionally, I'll take somebody's blood pressure if they're having erectile dysfunction, or um, but I don't use it. So I'll maybe use the clinic one, but it did make me, you know, this whole story made me go and find my stethoscope <laughs> that, uh, that meant a lot to me, um, you know. Uh, so it's it is some another comment that Joy Behar made was, and she's a comedian and an entertainer, and I get that. And she said, you know, nurses are great. They're, I mean, I I went into the emergency department, and I mean, they were so funny, and they're they're just hilarious. And you know, I think on one level, you have to have a sense of humor to be in healthcare, to be in nursing, to see the tragedy. The the and, and nurses probably see a lot more tragedy than physicians do because nurses spend more time in the hospital. So you've got to have a great sense of humor. But that's absolutely not. You also have to have a brain. I mean, to get into the University of British Columbia's nursing program, you need about a 96 or 97% here um, these days. A lot of people, you know, wouldn't cut it. You need to be very intelligent uh, to be a nurse today.
1: Right. And on their um, pretend apology on Wednesday, The View host, it was actually... uh, michelle collins who said that about nurses being
0: fun. oh that's right yeah
1: yeah no no worries <laughs> so um but she made all these comments we respect nurses they're wonderful compassionate funny it's like all these comments they're just meaningless why don't you actually let nurses explain what they do with their stethoscopes what they do for patients to save lives and so the the whole we respect you in the audience collapse, um you know collapse so that this is it's just this feel-good, meaningless stuff, but we need the media to actually explain the hardcore science. That's right. We need to
0: show them we titrate dopamine infusions in the intensive care units, and we're uh, saving lives, you know, on Christmas night, um, stomping on people's chests. There's so much. Anyway, it's great work that you are doing, and I thank you so much, Sandy, for being On the program once again I'll definitely have you back I have to admit it's hard for me to get nurses to come on my program when I invite physicians they're like oh yeah I'm there but nurses are you know we need to get more nurses out there talking Um, maybe shut me up a little bit to get them talking. I I will find some for you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Sandy Summers, founder and executive director of The Truth About Nursing. Get the book, Saving Lives, Why the Media's Portrayal of Nursing Puts Us All at Risk. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Lots of different subjects tonight. Don't forget, I do have another pair of uh, empowerment underwear, stealth. Hidden Power underwear for men. So give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. I have some tickets to give away as well for the Abbotsford uh, Women's Show, October 16th, 17th, and 18th, and also the menopause in the city in November. Um, So I just wanted to talk to you about a uh, gentleman that I spoke to yesterday. I gave a talk called All Night Long keeping the flame alive after the kids arrive. (laughs) I love my job. Uh, Aside from, he said he could relate to everything I was saying on stage. Of course, I was pulling out um, ropes (laughs) and chains (laughs) and toys and vibrators and things that, you know, vibrated in the night. Anyway, it was a blast. So um, he came and told me that his marriage had broken up, and um, he you know, had been divorced like a year, separated a year. He had a few children and, um, he felt that the sex wasn't enough in the relationship. That was one aspect of it. I think the finances were another issue as well. And the lack of initiation of sex, which is a big complaint, uh, for guys. Uh, I hear that quite often. And he, was really trying to deal with this and process it. And, and so I gave him some advice because 50% of first marriages end in divorce. And I think he was feeling like he was never going to meet anyone again. And it wasn't until I saw a light in his face when I said, you are going to meet somebody again. And, and I said, but 70% of second marriages end in divorce. And that's because people never make any changes from the first marriage to the second. They often rebound into the next, next relationship. And so what I suggested to him was to look at himself, not to blame his ex-wife, Look at his role in the breakup of the marriage, even if he was perfect. Absolutely. He could have been perfect and he could be quiet. Well, maybe he didn't speak up enough. Maybe he allowed somebody to walk all over him. Maybe he didn't teach his ex-wife how to treat him properly. Maybe he didn't mention that he needed to have more sex. He said sex was definitely going to be a priority for the next relationship. This is the most important part. Never make the children pawns. Make it a point to get along with the parent, the other parent of your children. Anyway, I really think that's great advice. You can never change somebody else, but you can change yourself. It's really easy to blame someone else, but when you look at yourself and you make those changes, that's when you grow and you develop. But I have Marianne on the line. Hello, Marianne. Hello? I think she's there. Hello, Marianne. Are you there? Three and a half years on the show and I don't know how to press the right buttons. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on a radio station but on hi, other mary. things oh hi there mary okay.
2: <laughs> how I are you my cord phone because i didn't know um, if it was my phone or not it wasn't I'm you good. It was me. Oh, i'm good. good i just wanted to tell you that i've been married for 35 years i've been with him for 40 years uh-huh. but uh he moved out a couple of weeks ago downstairs into our basement suite
0: now there's a place for him. <laughs> now there's well, an idea. Yeah, he's
2: been there for about a month. Wow. But, did he leave um, or did you send him? Oh no, he left. He, he said he didn't want to be my husband anymore. Oh I'm sorry. But that he, my oh, initially no, no, my okay. mouth was
0: wide open and I was gonna say,
2: I'm <laughs> so sorry and then I thought good it's okay. for you. Banish him I'm, to the basement. I'm used to it. But but one thing he did say, like he you know he was fed up with me, but he said You're always saying I make mess. I'm going to make mess down there. So that's good. All the mess is down there. I like it. (laughs) I get up in the morning and the kitchen is just the way I left it. And because he's really, really messy, right?
0: Yeah, I I gather
2: (laughs) pancakes and pies. And so he's doing that all down there and he doesn't clean up after himself. And I don't care.
0: Oh, but you're going to get rats in that house.
2: No, no, <laughs> You've no, You've already we're got not. one, Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. So uh, are you heartbroken? Are you grieving? Are you feeling badly? I w-
2: was for a couple of weeks. A couple no. of weeks, 35, 40 years, and all it takes is a couple no, of weeks. No, <laughs> no, no. He'll come back upstairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's and gone had, before, has, of, of has he? <laughs> I had lots of support. My friends all know, so I just go over there and I have, you know, just, it's all right. Do
0: you have friends with benefits?
2: <laughs> no, yeah. actually, I do. Fantastic! There you go. Um, well, I have a friend who's a guy. Nice. So I depend on him a lot, but I like my girlfriends too. So it doesn't really matter.
0: Wow. Right? Um, so has he? Has your ex or whatever he is to you? Uh, has he gone to the basement before?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's never been available because we didn't have the suite. But.
0: build a suite
2: no he left me for our cabin Uh, and he left me for other various places so yeah he always comes back
0: wow did he ever leave (laughs) and is it all around this mess issue or is there anything else
2: oh no 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 there's lots of issues going on there i mean what do you think he's got lots of mother issues (laughs) his mom rejected him right so that's like you know what I mean. So, if you get a man who's been rejected by their mother, it's um like they take everything very personally. But
0: but now, anything. Marianne, did you hear my little advice to the gentleman I spoke to yesterday? And I, with all due you respect, know. and I uh, you know I you know have I think you're fantastic um, and hilarious, but uh, with all due respect, you're seemingly blaming your ec- your basement husband. Let's call him. <coughs> uh, <laughs> blaming him the man down there (laughs) um blaming him by saying he has mother issues and that's why we had the problems in the marriage no No. i'm
2: equally as as responsible you are i do okay lots of issues
0: you have (laughs) and have you worked on those issues
2: of course
3: you
0: have like
2: when he used to leave me i i would fall apart And cry and cry and cry, because, like, we grew up together. I met him, he was 19, I was 21. So it's it's hard to detach yourself from that relationship, even if it's dysfunctional. Right. So we are very dysfunctional. But we're still functioning. Yeah, that's fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, anyway, you, are you friends? Or are you, you yell down to the basement every now and again? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check yeah. and
0: see if he's alive. Oh, yes.
2: <laughs> I have to cook dinner right now. All right. Well, I, thank you. Um, so, cooking dinner,
0: yeah. Well, that's just a great story. Thank you so <laughs> much. You definitely won the tickets to the women's show. Do you want the Abbotsford one?
2: Yes. All yeah, right, for sure. I'll take my friends.
0: Okay, there you go. They're gonna. I'll. Um. You know what? Can you just leave your information with Mike and uh, your thank email and your phone number, and we'll get. You. I'll get you those tickets. All right. Thank you I so love much. Your show. Oh, that's so sweet of you to say. And thank you so much. And uh, do give my best to your husband in the basement there. Oh, I definitely will tonight. <laughs> I meant to ask you if you ever left you for another woman.
2: Um. Probably. Probably.
0: probably yeah. More than one. More than one. Okay, well,
2: yeah, yeah. But I did the same thing.
0: Oh well, good for you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. even Stephen. Revenge Affairs. Those are the best. Anyway.
2: (laughs) No, you do what you have to do.
0: You do, you do. Mm -hmm. Anyway, well, thank you so much. Okay. All right, take care. Okay. Whoa, I love people's stories. Anyway, I love. Only the truth is interesting. Only the truth is uh, worth listening to. Uh, But I'm sure there's a lot more truth there. Uh, Hand angels. I saw this. It was a Taiwanese company, private company in Taiwan that has phenomenal health care. And uh, I was also talking about this very subject with Robin Wishart, who is a brain and spine lawyer, and she's phenomenal. She does tremendous work, and she's skilled in insurance issues and um, seeking damages for people who have sustained a, a traumatic spinal cord injury or, or uh, brain injuries. I, I, I can't say enough about her. She's a f- fantastic lawyer and, um, and person. And so, I was discussing this recently i saw then I saw hand angels, and the hand angels are all about intimacy intimacy and all about touch for people with spinal cord injury and other neurological disorders that have impacted their ability to express their sexuality or enjoy sensuality and to lo and behold Trish St John of Sensual Solutions who has um, a phenomenal company here in Vancouver who does very similar work, joins me in the studio. We're going to talk about the power of touch. Hi. Well, welcome to the studio, <laughs> Trish. <laughs> Don't be shy. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. So thanks so much for being here with me. And uh, Hand Angels, I was having some, a meeting with some really high-powered executives there last Friday, and they all thought they just knew everything. And they said, what's on the show? And I said, well, Hand Angels. And they said, well, what's that? And I said, well, it's people who... help with intimacy, and they kiss, and they cuddle, and they touch, and they uh, stroke the penis, for example, and they said, oh my gosh, none of them thought that's what it would be. They all thought it was a device to help them masturbate, Uh of course, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so uh, I was surprised at that, but tell me a little bit about Sensual Solutions. Well,
3: we started about four years ago. We're a Vancouver organization, and we're here to help men, women, and couples who have physical who live with a physical disability so whether it's a spinal cord issue uh, whether it's um, paralysis from stroke als uh, muscular dystrophy uh, ms and so on um, we reach out to those groups and those individuals and we help provide them to kind of reinvent intimacy for themselves
0: And this is a really big issue for people because it can really, we we often de-sexualize those people, people with significant injury. We think they can't father children. We we think they can't deliver a baby. We think they can never have sex again. Uh, We put them in a little category where they are off limits. And that is not true because there's the power of the neurochemistry and the neurotransmitters and the hormones. And you meet somebody and you're just going to have that attraction. Right. And it, this can transform lives, this
3: service that you're doing. I'm hoping it does. I, the clients that we've been able to see over the last few years have given us just some fantastic testimonials that make me think, I think I'm on the right track here. I think this is going to be a viable service for people. Um, I can't say enough about the wonderful comments that we've gotten.
0: And what are some of the things people say?
3: Um So we've had uh, testimonials from the parents of adult children with disabilities saying that they are so grateful that the service is here. They did not know where to turn in the past.
0: Because some families are providing this service for their children and their siblings, aren't they?
3: Yes. And that only, is very
0: uncomfortable oh, and borderline questionable behavior right, there, mm-hmm. right? And very damaging, un- potentially can, quite damaging.
3: Absolutely, can be very uncomfortable. Um, for uh, the person with a disability Uh, we've received a couple of calls and uh, never shocked I'm never shocked by what I hear and I don't judge but this was a real red flag for me that people were reaching out saying we didn't have anywhere else to go and currently my sister mother brother what-have-you is providing this kind of relief and service for me Uh, And of course, there's the the case in Johannesburg right now where the father is uh, has been, I believe, arrested and going to court about servicing his adult son with um, cerebral palsy, I believe.
0: You know, we don't talk about sex. I talk about sex, but we don't. And I love to talk (laughs) about sex, (laughs) but nobody talks about sex. We're not comfortable talking about sex. We're not comfortable. thinking people are sexual, whether it be our parents or our children or our siblings or even friends, for that matter. It's just not something that we're mindful of. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's vital uh, to self-esteem and sexual self-esteem and our sexuality and how we present ourselves to the world.
3: Exactly, a full life, living a full life.
0: Absolutely, and probably the most important aspect of, um, of a relationship, I think, of two people who want to... Um, be sexual. Who want to have a relate or one person who wants to have a relationship or, or uh, wants to be uh, sexual. So it is it is vital, but we don't talk about it. We we definitely forget about it. Mm-hmm. I do have Stephanie on the line here. Hello, Stephanie. Hello, Stephanie. Hi. Hi. How are you?
1: Fine. Good. Enjoying your show.
0: Oh, thank you so much.
1: <laughs> I went to one of your uh,
0: <clears throat> empowerment speeches. Oh, did you? An empowerment one. <laughs> Was that inner, the, an inner confidence one with all men in the audience? No. <laughs> when did I give an empowerment speech? <laughs> well, it, it, it involved women as well. Oh, did it? Oh, excellent. I like to be equal. <laughs> so I understand you are calling in for the stealth for men. Yeah. Penis underwear. D- mm-hmm. Is there a man in particular that you want to empower? One of mine. One of them. I love that, Stephanie. <laughs> There's more than one? I'd you it's fair. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, you win. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, is there anything else I can do for you? <laughs>
3: well,
1: <clears throat> actually, what is the best policy in regards to... Uh, uh, winning a man over rather than him uh, being a conniver
0: winning a man over versus having him be a conniver
1: mm-hmm. do
0: you mean what what exactly do you mean by that like uh, somebody that is in and out of your life and is not non-committal that's right oh okay well you know don't let it don't be too easy Stephanie <laughs> don't let them know don't let them know he is can have you at any time, and also uh, teach him how to treat you, that he needs to treat you with respect and can't take you for granted. Okay. Without knowing the entire situation. I mean, normally I tell people to be easy. <laughs> have fun, be easy. <laughs> so when yeah. I say don't be too easy, I don't mean, I just mean don't be so available all the time, don't drop uh, plans for him. I think, don't...
1: I think that was my problem.
0: Really. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty common. A lot of people do that. They think he's never going to call again. If I don't answer it right now or if I don't, you know, go out with him or if I don't, whatever, I'm never going to hear from him again. But you're Mm -hmm. less likely to hear from somebody that you actually are always there and available for because they know they can have you. They've got you eating out of their hand.
1: Well, thanks. That's very good.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Well, keep them guessing, Stephanie. All right, and if you just leave your information, you can pick up your empowerment <laughs> underwear here uh, at the station, or we can ship it out to you, whatever. Oh, no, actually, the stealth underwear, you go to the company. So, But uh, just give your information, and I'll send you an email or give you a phone call and tell you about it. Thanks. Oh, you're very welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. <clears throat> All right, so we're back here talking about the power of touch, but I think we probably have to go to a break. Yes, that's Mike giving, giving me the commands. All right, I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on CKW, and when I return, we're going to be talking a little bit more about stroking and pleasure and all those fun things. For me, I'm Maureen McGrath. I'm the host of the Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health. Right now in the studio, my guest is Trish St. John, and she is the executive director. I'm the director of pleasure. Oh, Director of Pleasure. I gave myself that title. Oh, you're the Director of Pleasure (laughs) at Sensual Solutions. Wow, I wanted to be like the Executive Director of Pleasure, but I never (laughs) thought of it first. Everyone thinks of everything first before I do. Um, We're talking pleasure, and we're talking the services that you provide, which are phenomenal services, sensual massage, tantric exploration, sensory awareness training, hands-on coaching, fantasy and role play, accommodation techniques and toys, affectionate and fun. And, um, you know, you're going to put me out of business. I do provide some intimacy (laughs) suggestions for people. But, um, yeah, so this is a great service that you provide. And we need to advocate more for people who have sustained injuries or are advancing
3: age and have neurological problems. Mm, We sure do. Yeah, there's uh, what I hear from them is that they're when they receive their spinal cord injury, for example, um, their first question is, will I live? And the second question is, am I going to be able to have sex?
0: Absolutely. In fact, a lot of people think that people with spinal cord injury, are uh, their number one concern is the the ability to walk again, but it's it's actually not. Hand function is number one for quads, and then number two, three, and four are bladder, bowel, and sexual health. And ambulation mm-hmm. is down yeah. uh, around nine or ten somewhere because they can overcome that. Right. But people don't realize the impact it will have on your bladder, bowel, and sexual health, all the renovations people need to do to their lives and their homes after they sustain right. something like that so yeah. we need to be respectful treat people with dignity mm-hmm. understanding accept people for who they are
3: as sexual beings absolutely and you'll see the wheelchair in a whole new light <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay well there we go
0: uh, <laughs> I can see this as a service not only for people with um, neurological disorders but also for couples uh, Absolutely.
3: We do have a couple of couple clients. Yes. I, I can imagine mm-hmm. couples that
0: are not that are not spinal cord injured or are not um, uh, brain injury mm-hmm. uh, injured or um, have any other problems, but just have problems with sexuality, with their own sexuality and their uh ability to demonstrate and be comfortable in their own bodies and expressing that love and affection and attraction for for their partner i mean i see Mm -hmm. that i see patients in my office who don't take their clothes off that's why Uh i played that song Uh take your clothes off (laughs) um i promise not to sing anymore uh they yeah they don't even take their clothes off it's like really i i don't i um i'm i am surprised and i do judge no i'm just kidding (laughs) No, I hear it all. But, I, you, you, but sometimes you can be like, oh, wow, I never would have guessed that. But, yeah, it's pretty common. I, I've learned, you know, a while ago.
3: Mm-hmm. Or if you think of a person who has an injury, he or she, they're touched all day long. They are. They're but it's poked more of and a, prodded yes, all day long. Yes, yes. It's a, it's a technical, methodical yeah. touch. That's It's right. not an intimate touch that... That soothes them and brings them to a place, an oasis where they're feeling good and, you know, getting that oxytocin going. Exactly. mm -hmm. Well,
0: the Executive Director of Pleasure over at Sensual Solutions, uh, the website is? www.sensualsolutions.ca Well, Trish, thank you so much. I really appreciate your coming on the show and advocating for this type of service because it's definitely necessary. Thank When you. I come back, I'm going to wrap this baby up. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Come back. I'm Maureen McGrath. I want to thank Mike Given. He has produced this show tonight, and believe me, it's not an easy one to produce, and he does a great job all the time. Uh, if you want to go to my website, you always can. www.backtothebedroom.ca if I've written a few blogs, Sex After Kids. That seems to be a big issue. Uh, everybody wants to have uh, sex prior to the children being born when they want to have a baby they seem to crave sex and that according to a recent research study that Caranda, a fertility app performed uh, showing that women at that time wanted sex six times a week. Uh, I don't find that to be the case after the children are born. Of course a lot of issues happen uh, finances and excessive du- duties and the sandwich generation and mismatched Uh, desire. So uh, uh, keep that in mind, but you can always go to my blog. Also back to the bedroom-blog.ca or you can go to vlove, which is v-love.co. I write uh, a blog there as well. Uh, This Friday night, I am the honored guest of Wishart Brain and Spine Law. um, And as I attend the the second annual Black Diamond Gala, Friday, September 25th, at the Fairmont Hotel, Vancouver. It's going to be hosted by Mike Eckford and Fiona Forbes. So hope to see you there. You can get tickets at bcadaptive.com. Next Sunday, I'm going to be at the Bladder Cancer Awareness uh, Walk out at Deer Lake in Burnaby. So Don't smoke, and if you have blood in your urine, see your doctor, and don't age, because apparently those are all risk factors. Anyway, when you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. I am Maureen McGrath, and you have been listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.